Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Yay Basketball. Man, it's good to be back. I am Michael Padilla. And I am Kyle Charles. So good to have you with us. My apologies, our apologies for the for the layoff. Three weeks. I, I have no idea possibly what could have caught. Oh, yeah. One of us got fucking COVID. <laughs> got the Rona. Kyle caught COVID. How was that? Dirty dog. <laughs> not fun. Uh, it's not fun. Yeah, uh, I didn't catch the worst of it. I'm okay. I'm alive and well. Yeah, uh, it's very real. Mm-hmm. Hope I don't have to explain that to any of our listeners. <laughs> Hopefully not. No less than four of them being doctors, <laughs> but um, uh, it's very real. It sucks. Wear a mask. Yeah. Um, but happy to be back. This is my first interaction outside of quarantine. Not picking up food somewhere. So yeah. Very excited to be here. Uh, extra excited because we witnessed something pretty historical tonight. So those of you listening, those of you tuning in, a couple things we got to go over. First off, our last episode was our playoff prediction episode. And Kyle and I put forth what we thought was going to happen this postseason. Humbled. Mm. And humbled we were. <laughs> it was a fast and really hard <laughs> punch in the gut some more than others, resident Bucks fans. Uh, if you've been keeping up with the playoffs, obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably have. We both had the Bucks making the finals. Mm-hmm. That's clearly the biggest upset. That's the biggest one, yeah. But then after tonight, the second biggest, the Nuggets came back from a 3-1 deficit to beat the Clippers in the second round by 20 points. You want to start there? I, I mean... Sure. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Immediate we just it, it just yeah. ended. Yeah. So so for those of you listening, it is Tuesday at 10:54. The game ended about maybe 15-20 minutes ago. Clippers won by I, I think about 18-20, something like something. that. Didn't even matter by the end. Dominating win in the last 5-6 minutes. It just felt like they were just waiting for the clock to hit triple zeros. Yeah. Um I mean, they the Clippers you, if if you if you're if an if you're an NBA Twitter fan, you probably saw the tweet of Dragonfly Jones saying, "The Clippers are not really going to roll up in here and start sunning the entire league in August and then lose in the second round, choking up a three-one lead." And guess what? They did it. Because wasn't it summer league where they like didn't acknowledge LeBron and the Lakers crew and you know, just big dictum? Yeah, first public appearance. Yeah. Not a good way to go out. So, is PG's Instagram private yet? Have we checked on that? <laughs> probably not still public. Okay, I've been meaning to ask you this all night, but I waited. I wanted to wait to put it on wax. What percentage of this is Clippers choke job? And what percentage of this is Nuggets being highly underrated and capitalizing on the moment? Yeah. And this, I mean, that was kind of one of the first things I said to you when this game seemed like a lock was that okay, this looks like a pretty historic choke job, but let's also not forget this is a three seed beating a two seed in seven games. Sure. If you just look at that and not look at (laughs) the breakdown of how these games went, it's much less shocking. Right. I think this Nuggets team is really good. I think the past couple years we've looked at these Nuggets teams as having a lot higher potential and their role players kind of letting them down a little bit as Mm -hmm. far as what Millsap and Harris and... You know, Barton hasn't played this year, but those types of players and what they kind of bring to the table in the playoffs, and that just hasn't been there as much. And this year, 
getting Harris back was a huge bump for them. I mean, they didn't look yeah. quite as hot in the bubble until he came back. And Millsap's playing a lot better. Uh, the whole <laughs> vote for Millsap back in the jerseys. <laughs> playing really well i mean they got mpj they got monte morris hitting buckets it's a good little player um so you so you're giving this to the nuggets more than the clippers you're giving you're you're saying the nuggets took advantage whether over the clippers struggling i just think you look at the bubble as a whole Mm. and a couple years down the road we're gonna write off a lot of the weird shit that happened this year yeah i mean just it's a shooter's gym. You're not mm-hmm. having to travel. There's no home court advantage. I mean, you just fill in all of those different variables into the equation. And I just think maybe the Nuggets had a little more talent than people gave them credit for. Right. And I agree. Um, I think they're talented, and I, I think that they can <clears throat> potentially make some noise in this Western Conference um, Finals. But... I think that the fourth quarter of this game seven, for those of you who watched it, you noticed, I mean, how many absolute bricks did they lay trying to catch up from this lead? I told you late second quarter when the Nugget or the Clippers started pulling away, I think it became eight or nine or maybe even 11, I think. I told you, I said, well, it looks like we're headed for a Clipper or a Nuggets win. Because every time the Clippers pulled ahead, they just thought they could coast, and the Nuggets come for throats when they're behind. Um, I, I, I personally, I want it to be known. The, excuse me, the Clippers choked this thing. One of the worst choke jobs we've ever seen, I think, because it's not. I think I put that up there with the 2011 Finals, mm. because you have the talent to close it, so do yeah. it. Sure. You have the you have the talent and the coaching and the staff, all that. And especially now you can't say anything like you were saying, all those different advantages that were in place. The Clippers had everything going for them up 3-1. And they lost three straight games to the yes, three seed Nuggets, but let's not pretend like they don't have the talent to compete with apparently legendary Kawhi Leonard, but who knows now. I mean, there are so many questions that have to be answered after this. Something that we wanted to touch on a bit about was um, the coaching, not only in this series, but as a whole in the league. We haven't seen one of this, a seismic shift. Will we count eight teams fired a coach with openings prior to the Steve Nets, uh, excuse me, Steve Nash hiring Nets, by yeah. the Nets? There were eight total openings, including Philly, Chicago, obviously Brooklyn, New Orleans, all the Indy, Indy, all those different teams. Houston now, okay, see, yeah, that have contending have players that intend to contend. Um, Is Doc Rivers on the hot seat? I told you going into the fourth quarter, if it's a close game and a couple shots don't go their way, he's probably okay. But let's not forget. He's blown a 3-1 lead to get to the conference finals before. Yeah. Happened in 2015. Yeah. Happens again now. Probably should have won both of those. And they lose by almost 20. It was a 20-point lead from a lot of the fourth quarter. So, So, uh, I want to say he's safe because the coaching conversation I brought up with you earlier about, you know, Doc's a a historic coach. Yeah. He's one of the best to ever do it. And also no a top five coach in the league. You, I go back to a conversation that you and I had a long time ago about KU basketball, when when Bill Self, you know, had a, had another 
underwhelming finish in the tournament. And I said, is he, is his job, you know, up for grabs? And you said, who, who are you going to get that's better? And that's what I come back to with Doc and a lot of these head coaches that finish underwhelmingly, if that's a word. Um, who are you going to get that's better than Doc Rivers that's going to capitalize on this roster? I mean, D'Antoni? But you're going to take, you're going to switch Doc for D'Antoni? I don't think that's going to work very much at all because this roster is built to be gritty defense and <laughs> they got the socks blown off. Um, I mean, there's so much shuffling going on. It, it, it's really, it's really just, this is such a huge moment for the league as a whole that if Doc got fired, I can't say I'd be shocked. I agree, but also I think sometimes I have to step back from, I think I'm quick to blame management, like blame coaching and yeah. be like, yeah, this is, this is a coach problem. They need a new coach. But like, you know, like you said, he's one of the best ever. If you're the Clippers, you've got one of the best coaches you could possibly get. Yeah. And the Clippers scored 15 fucking points in the fourth quarter. Insane. You didn't bring in Paul George to absolutely lay an entire brick wall over the course of game seven. Okay, Make let's, some fucking shots. Let's that talk, was what the problem was. Yeah, let's, Maybe not, Doc. Let's do this. What the fuck is Paul George? Because last year he finished third. Third. I'll say it one more time. Third in MVP voting. I felt right about that. And I thought that was the right thing, too. Yeah. When I heard the news that Kawhi and Paul George were teaming up to go to the motherfucking Clippers with Lou Will, Trez, Doc, the, the coaching staff that Doc has, and we knew they'd make signings, all that shit. Yeah, Sam Cassell and all. I mean. It's the one the team in I, that I can remember, other than the Warriors, obviously, because they're full-on cheat code, that I thought, oh, God, I don't think anybody can get past them. And here we are, and not only did the Nuggets get past them, they humiliated them. We need to not we need to not play this down. The Clippers just choked a 3-1 lead in the second round with a top three player on their roster. Top three, no matter who's healthy, who's not. You yeah. you want to put Kawhi and KD, switch them? Fine. Kawhi's typically in there. Almost always. You got LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi in your in your and top KD. three right yeah. now. KD's injured, so sure. We won't we don't dive into that. But I'm saying you got a top three player in, in your on your roster, and he can't go win you a game. He can't one of them. I'm not saying game seven when it's tight. I'm not saying game seven when you're when you're down thirteen. Or game six, maybe game five. Maybe game five. Maybe game six. For sure, game five, for sure, game six. If you, you know, cl hands get clammy in game seven. And, you know, me being a big LeBron fan, I'm obviously spoiled because he's the best game seven performer ever. So I don't, I can't wrap my head around the best player on the team not playing the best of their capabilities in a game seven. But he's also 16 and one in his last 17 elimination, uh, elimination games, uh, closeout games, excuse me. He doesn't give up 3 1 leads. No. It's crazy to me that Kawhi allowed this. It's crazy to me that Paul George allowed this. When we were talking about this series ahead of time, the series that's not going to happen anymore, Clippers-Lakers, we were thinking, well, yeah, the Clippers are better overall, but the Lakers are better at the top. Well, now I don't know if that's true. Because the Lakers have been, I mean... They handled business this is, against th yes, that's, what most people considered a better team in their Rockets. That's the deal, yeah. And a lot of people said, well, this is the most dangerous eight seed of all time. Before we recorded, 
The Lakers were going into game one against the, uh, against the Blazers. They beat them in five. They beat the Rockets in five. This is the kind of thing that we need to stop doing this. You also said this in the last episode. Stop putting the clown makeup on and pretending that he's not going to get it done. LeBron James is not fucking with the Rockets. He's not fucking with these Blazers. And now he finally, as I told you earlier, he finally has a teammate who can score efficiently and well without doing it solely based on ISO buckets. LeBron needs to get him involved. Sure, they do dump off. Sure, they do entry passes. But it, the majority of Anthony Davis's buckets are pick and rolls, lobs, dunks, screens, all that different shit that he does. That keeps LeBron engaged instead of standing in the corner waiting for a dump off three that he can maybe hit. Yeah. And then on the defense event, and that's the thing, is his defense has been insane. Okay, I'm rambling. Who do you have in the Western Conference Finals? I mean, I still go Lakers. We were arguing about this. I think the Nuggets will make it a series. I don't think it's going to be another 4-1 type of deal. I, th- I mean, just by nature of who the Nuggets are. Um, but I was trying to think about, you know, maybe trying to even you know use this as a segue to get back to the Eastern Conference. But when we're talking about the Clippers blowing this, I think it's maybe a a good example of how we need to look out for bad matchups in terms of not just, you know, line them up 1v5, mm. how does every matchup go, but what's the heart of the team? What's the personality of the team? And is that player getting played out of the game? Yeah. Because Trez became unplayable in this series. Yeah. Sixth man of the year. And he's not their, you know, he's not their best player. That's Kawhi. That's absolutely clear. But the personality of this team, I think, still goes through Trez a little bit mm-hmm. as far as that toughness, uh, the just the chippiness. He was kind of their personality last year when they didn't really have any stars. And him being unplayable just screwed with their chemistry, just how they operated as a team because you they relied on bringing him in and getting points back. You know, they would bring in that bench lineup of him and Lou, and they yeah. would always win that. And it's like you bring in Trez, and you, okay, you bring in Trez, you're down four, and four minutes later, you're down eight or 10 or 12. And it's like, that is not what they were used to all season long. And it just very much reminded me of the Bucks Heat series yeah. where you line them up, and maybe the Bucks do have more talent, but Bam just being that absolute pest against Giannis just kind of shut everything else down. And you saw that because they became more competitive when he wasn't on the court. So you, you bring, can't argue that they were better without Giannis, but it was just a better matchup. You, you know, you lead us into something we needed to discuss. You know, you're being our, you being our resident Bucks fan here on Yay Basketball. What do you think was the sole cause of this series loss in six games, five games, excuse me? Five. Yeah. Five. So I'll try to refine Wait, this a little more than... I'm sorry. Before you start, Michael Mendoza is listening to this, and he needs to get credit for calling the Heat in six. Absolutely. Called the Heat in six. And when I heard that he... When he told me that he made that prediction, I said, what are you talking about? And he just said, I'm telling you right now, Bubble Ball is different. Bubble Ball is different. And he's picking the, he's picking the Heat to win the finals. So I don't know. I hope I don't... Spo- I don't I hope I don't spoil anything. Yeah. But he's picking the Heat to win the motherfucking NBA finals over the Lakers. Anyway, go ahead. That's my pick moving forward. 
KDS. I said, eh, I have to pick be, anyone. Probably yeah, the Heat. I don't know. You can't can't pick against them. So go ahead. What do you think is the biggest cause of the series loss? The number one seed Bucks in the NBA, two seasons in a row, back to back MVP, DPOY, Coach of the Year, first player to win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same season, assuming he wins it, which he's going to. Can't get out of the second round. Can't get out of the second round. Explain it. So, apologize because you already heard this once. It's an Xbox Live rant mid, mid-game. mid I'll take it. I think what it comes down to with Coach Bud, similar to what we saw a little bit with Doc, it sort of comes down to hubris with these, these old school coaches in mm. that they get into a series and they insist that our style, our way of playing is going to beat your way of playing. Yeah. And we won't bend for nothing. And not to go off on a tangent, but that's how self bounces out of the NCAA tournament every year by playing mm. his style, no matter what, no matter who they play against. It never works because Bud has designed a style that wins more often than not and won't fail you against teams you are better than. Mm. So when you go through an 82 game regular season, you win 60 fucking games because you don't lose to bad teams. You have a, a setup and a way of structuring an offense that just doesn't bend against bad teams that are going to give up enough quality three-pointers. However, it's kind of simple math that with a smaller sample size against better teams, you're not going to get the same results because in the playoffs, you never play the Hornets or the Cavs or the Wizards. Right. You play a quality team yeah. every game, and you're not going to get those same results that you get in a full sample size of a season. And it's just unbelievably frustrating as a fan of the team to watch a coaching staff be absolutely unwilling to make any adjustments to how they play because they're so insistent that it gets results when it's just simple math. It's not even numbers. It's, it's just theoretical math that this isn't going to work in a seven-game series. Yeah. And it absolutely proved that. I mean, it's just the Magic winning game one is a great example of like, yeah, that's not really a great team, but even on an off night, you're going to lose one. So against a quality team, you're probably going to lose a few. It's exactly what happened happened last year. Well, I don't know what they do moving forward. But now hold on, because last year, you know, yeah, they didn't make the finals either year that they were the number one overall seed in the NBA. But last year, they had a 2-0 lead, and Kawhi Leonard just clamped him down, yeah. period. This is the second round against the Heat. They did not play well all bubble. All bubble. The whole Orlando experience, the Bucks were pretty bad compared to what they yeah. were in the regular season. True. Now, what do you... Okay, move on from what happened. Let's think quickly about what's next. Is Bud gone or no? Probably not. I think you're putting a veneer on one of those because the Raptors ended up winning. Well, but they still choked a 2-0 lead, and they they had to make one adjustment, and Kawhi, the guy that just lost to the, the Nuggets, seemed to be Superman last season and stopped the two-time MVP, and he couldn't stop Jamal Murray or Jokic this time. To, yeah. to So, so I, yes, probably glorifying one of them because the Raptors went on to win it, but it's the Eastern Conference Finals. You're up 2-0, and you still lose. You're the number one seed yeah. overall. You lose in six. You lose four straight. Now no you lose, 
Now you lose in five. No, yeah, you're right. No adjustments. Nothing changes. There's no. So that's what I'm saying is back to back seasons. Your backs are against the wall. You make no changes. You make no adjustments. Do you not think that is directly a call for his job? It is. But the future they're of, in a unique position right. because they got one year with the superstar. Exactly. So what you lose? If I mean, he was heartbroken about firing Jason fucking kid. It was worthless as yeah. head coach. Terrible. So, so they can't fire Bud. So they're in a. I mean, I put this in the in the Discord. I was like, they're in an awful position. Yeah. Because you can't get rid of them. No one in that front office is going to tell Bud how to coach. So I guess you can. I mean, and this is what Lazarus said in his supposedly three hour sit down meeting with Giannis is that they are going to commit to going into the luxury tax to bring in more talent, which. I guess we'll see. I cringe at the idea, but I, f I guess Chris Paul is going to be on the roster next year. I mean, is that what's going to happen? Wouldn't you rather have him than Bledsoe, though? Yeah. Wouldn't you rather? Absolutely. Have, I'd rather have forty-year-old CP3 than Bledsoe at this age right now. Yeah. Because I mean, he's an absolute heel. I hate watching him play eighty percent of the time, even though the twenty percent is fantastic. But when it's I'm watching a... them lose these games, four out of five games in the second round. Yep. With the best player on earth, potentially, on the floor. I'm thinking they need brains out there. And yeah. they don't have them. When I said in the last episode, Eric Bledsoe has to not suck. And he did. And he sucked. He really sucked. But that's not... I mean, he he's not the reason they lost that series. He's bad. He was bad in that series, sure. But is the reason they lost that series. Yep. If you go down 2-0 in the second round against the Heat, if your two-time back-to-back MVP doesn't play 48 minutes, I don't give a shit. You think LeBron would have played 48 minutes? You think even Kawhi or KD wouldn't have played 48 minutes? At least 46? He yeah. played 36 minutes in game three. 36 minutes, and they go down 3-0. And I hesitate on that because, again, every player is different as far as what they play through. That's true. What they That's report. fair. He had that minor ankle thing that became much bigger where it kind of seemed like it was going on. Okay, was there yeah. something else? Yeah. Sure. And we've seen it year after year of LeBron gets bounced, and then it was like, oh, I was playing with a broken hand. And it's yeah, like yeah, every player does that. Things like that happen. But still, I mean, you can't. I I don't I don't see a way that. And I I swear this is not a shot, and I swear this is not a. I don't even really truly believe this, but I don't know that that Giannis can then put can now put himself in that upper echelon. like now after these playoffs I don't know if I'm putting him in my top 3 because of this thing now if you if it's it's one thing if Bud is on the sideline saying come out and he's screaming at it, what the fuck are you talking about yeah. we're down 13 in the third quarter I'm yeah. staying out here I'm the two-time MVP he didn't do that he didn't ask to guard uh, Jimmy, he didn't do any of that shit. It was, it was, okay, coach, whatever you want. And they lose in five. You can't, you, I, I don't think you're a top three player in the league if you do that. And, and I'm not, you know, and it's crazy because you get the dichotomy of, well, LeBron's the coach killer. And then also Giannis just goes along with what his coach says, because that's what you do as a player. But you have to find a middle ground. You have to be able to say, no, we're down three, one in this series or sorry. 2-0 in this series, I'm going to play however many minutes. Yeah. And go out and play how many, many minutes. I mean, you, you know, it's crazy. But anyways. 
Yeah, I just I think the Heat, even past personnel matchups, just matchup wise, stripped the identity from this Bucks team in a way that they just didn't know how to play. Just like the last three games of Nuggets Clippers, the Clippers just didn't know. Didn't know how to play. There's so much psychology that goes into game that goes into a three-one lead now. And I mean, like you said, the best the the bubble is a special situation. You know, you're not going home. You don't have those home fans just saying, "Come on, put them away. It's over with." You don't have the away fans in Game Six going crazy. The best example of that is obviously, I think, in my opinion, the 2016 Finals. The call, Mike Breen, and it's Bedlam here in Cleveland because they're up 32 to nine. It's 34 to nine or something like that. They had a 25 point lead in the first quarter because LeBron's dunking, Tristan Thompson's dunking, they're blocking everything. Everything's going crazy. You have your home court behind you. There's none of that. So you're right. But ultimately, it is what it is. The Miami Heat pull off the upset 4 1 against the Bucks. Game seven, Toronto and Boston. Toronto, I think, is two, three bounces away from winning that series, just on the sheer heart of it. But they were incredible basketball. Yeah. The most fun series to watch thus far. Absolutely. I mean, credit to both teams, both coaching staffs. It was incredible. And and it looks like after game one tonight that Heat Celtics is going to be yeah, the what you, same. What do you got here? I got heat. I mean, I got heat. I got the heat as well. But how many? What do you think? You think it's? It's just so weird without any. I mean, the conventional math is like, okay, well, do they? You know, do they pick up one on the road? Blah blah blah. Mm. And now it's. It's just bizarre. It's so bizarre that I don't know what to. You know, game one going to overtime, on a bogus call. I mean, he should have won it. Yeah. In regulation. Yeah. Terrible dead ball foul against Derek Jones. Garbage, but. I mean, I lean Heat in like six just because I, I mean, the Celtics are an incredible team. Yeah. I just think Jimmy Butler and Bam is just a little too much. That was one thing I definitely wanted to talk about. The publicity leading up Mm. to the series between Bam and Tice, uh, just from being on Twitter far too much. There was an entire article about Daniel Tice being the most underpaid player in the NBA an article about him being the most underrated uh, or underappreciated player yeah. in the NBA. And then there was a, a an anonymous scout that got cited in a preview about this series <laughs> that started with the Tice-Adebayo matchup being a wash. And then from there, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. Every one of those... <sighs> just real quick. Written by old white dudes. And it's just like, <laughs> there might be a little, little bias there because... <laughs> There's just absolutely no fucking way that Adebayo and Tice are an even matchup. What were, what were you going to say? Bam Adebayo game-winning block. For one. A not-to-be-fucked-with game-winning block. Yeah. A no-chance-at-a-foul. We'll every highlight reel ever made of Bam Adebayo. No-chance-at-a-foul. No-chance-at-a-nothing. At a, this was as clean a block as you can get. When you dream of a game-winning block, you dream of nothing but your body separated, your hand extended, and your hand on the ball so hard that one of your wrists gives out, and Jason Tatum's wrist gave out. 
or maybe not if this is Riz gave out, but just he stopped the momentum of that ball. And when that play was happening in my brain, I'm visualizing Tatum yamming that thing all over Bam Adebayo, and he does not allow it, and the Heat win game one. I got Heat in seven, and I think three of these games go overtime. I think this is a bloodbath of a series. Or yeah. Heat in five. Like It's it's one of those oh, yeah. two. Yeah. It's one of those two. Because the, the Heat are nine and one, as it stands now, Tuesday at 11.20 now, nine and one in the postseason in the bubble. They've lost one game. That one game was when Giannis wasn't playing. Overtime, crazy bounces, all this shit. Middleton goes crazy. They win one. They lose one game. They've lost one game all bubble. That's really, truly scary. The only other team that's as scary just so happens to be who I think they'll meet in in the finals. The Los Angeles Lakers who have lost two games. I think that the Lakers like to do this thing. We'll transition to the West now. Oh, can I can I run the stats real quick? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Daniel, I started. He played thirty-five minutes tonight. Uh, f- four points, four rebounds, three assists, two of three from the field. Fouled out in crucial uh, moment late in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bam Adebayo, eighteen points, six rebounds, nine assists, only one foul, five of twelve from the field. So uh, all of those idiots were wrong. Obviously, Bam Adebayo is the way better player. Clearly, um, yeah, he's an just all-star. Kind of comical what was going on in the press. I don't know if it's all Boston people. I didn't check the sources on all those. I guess they're a breed of their own, but look, yeah, I think that Tice is good. And I think that Tice does get a bad rap because of the amount of absolute bodies he's got to go up against in the East. Whether that's, you know, in this most recent round, Gasol or the round before that Embiid, he's not a great center, but I mean, he's not, bottom of the scrap heap but don't don't compare him to bam at a bio who's an all-star this year yeah first time all-star all right western conference we i think we're both picking lakers sure yeah how many you got how many games what respect you're gonna put on the fat man what respect you're gonna put on yoke or uh excuse me murray after this incredible 14 game stretch that he's been on 14 games in two rounds I haven't been great at picking these so far. Yeah. it's. I think it's less about picking them now. I think it's just most about putting your feelings out there. Yeah. I like to put my feelings out there. <laughs> I'll go Lakers in seven just because this Ooh. Nuggets team, this Nuggets team does not want to go away. I know it's LeBron. Damn. I know it's his record in closeout games. This Nuggets team does not want to go away. You are not killing them easily. I, I agree. I don't think anyone's getting killed easily. But I don't think that this... I just, I, there is a version of, of the, in my opinion, the best player of all time that we're seeing for the first time. And he's 35, it's year 17. I can talk about him all I want. We know what we're talking about. We know what we're doing here. We know he's going to average, and it's the postseason. They're two different games. Regular season NBA and postseason NBA are two different games completely. They're ref differently. They're scored differently. The best players play more minutes unless you're in Milwaukee. Like, everyone does different things. Your your rotation shrinks. Your coaching is, is more strategic, this and that. And then you made a really good point to me the other day, which I'll give you full credit for. If it comes down to it, Vogel is the worst coach now, officially, Vogel is the fir- the worst coach of the four remaining. 
because we've got Stevens. Yeah. We've got Stevens, Spo, and Mike Malone. And you've got to put Vogel last on that. Yeah. But what I think is that the best coach in the remaining four teams is the one putting on a jersey. I just don't think enough goddamn credit has been placed on how his basketball IQ is as high as anyone's ever. Look, dude, I could literally talk for the next hour and a half about how great LeBron James is. Even from our heat days. I love Spo. I really love Spo. I respect him to an extent that... That's the only reason that if we want to talk about finals right now, we can. But I think we should wait because let's see what happens. Spo makes me really scared. Spo really scares me because I think he's one of the best, one of the best basketball minds ever crafted. I don't understand how you go from video coordinator to one of the top five coaches in the league consistently for like probably almost ten years now. It's insane. So um, I'm picking Lakers. And I'm picking Lakers in five. All right. Because there's no 3-1 comeback this time. This so, is uh, this is not the team. Lakers in six because we can't get shit right <laughs> this year. <laughs> Just compromise? Yeah. I agree. Okay, Eastern Conference, what you got? We kind of already said, you know, we're both picking the Heat, but I think it's either a bloodbath and it all goes to seven or it's a Heat fiver. Yeah, this is the one where I say Heat. Six, just without any sort of home court designations. I think the Celtics really fight a couple games. Kind of lean. Yeah. 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 Heat six, but it'll be tough. It'll be an interesting series. For sure. God, these (laughs) this backcourt for the Heat is just full of killers. I I mean, it's it's like they've all adopted Jimmy Butler's out persona in one season. I mean, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn. Well, that's who you want. No fear. You want three rookies having Jimmy Butler's mentality. I'm terrified of three other little mini Jimmy Jimmy Butlers. That's terrifying. But there's this guy called LeBron James that I'm just nervous about. Well, that's that's for that's (laughs) for next year. That's not yeah yeah. We'll talk about this next week. Hopefully, okay. We'll see. Well, a week and a half. Who knows? Who knows how long these series are going to go? Okay. Well, we know we've been kind of, you know, moving moving in a little different uh, different direction than the traditional format. We are yay basketball, the basketball game show, all that, yada, yada, yada. But this bubble's so different. COVID is different. Everything is different. We're getting our shit together. We're figuring everything out. Don't you worry. If you're listening to this right now, 34 minutes in, we're hoping that you're still enjoying yourselves. Obviously, you are. You also wouldn't be here. But... We're going to get a little bit back to the format. We're going to do our dis dudes. We're going to do our fun guys. But really, we wanted to catch up because, as we said, gone for three weeks. You know, Kyle caught the Rona. Kyle got some COVID. Um, We've been gone, and now we're back. We're going to focus on the games. We're going to be back once a week for now, at least for the foreseeable future. And I think going into the offseason, too, because there are probably plenty to talk about because it's going to be three weeks long. Oh, yeah. So um, if you like it, if you enjoyed it, Follow us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Send a link to a friend that you think would like it. We appreciate it. We need it. Um, Really not much else to discuss. I mean, we got what? So game one tonight, Mm -hmm. the Heat won. 1-0 Miami. And on Friday, so we have 
three full three full days off, two full days off before we get Lakers Nuggets game, which is crazy to say. Lakers Nuggets game one in the Western Conference Finals. So until then, we hope everything is good. We hope you're being safe. Kyle, you got anything for the people? Give Jamal Murray a shoe deal. Give Jamal Murray a shoe deal. I like that. I think so too. This, you know, when I say there was the SGA coming out party. I completely disagree with myself. This was the Jamal Murray coming out party. All right, everybody, wash your hands, wear a mask, yay basketball. Yay.